We are starting off the show talking about a story again about a major developer that is seeking creditor protection, over $700 million in debt. Talking about Coromandel Properties and what's happening there. Joining us to talk about why this is so concerning is Angela Calla, who is a mortgage expert, also the host of The Mortgage Show on this radio station and also with Dominion Lending Centres. Angela, thanks so much for making some time today. Oh, you're welcome, Jill. Uh, We're still learning more details about this. Uh, I'm looking at some of the details in a Vancouver Sun story. I know other media outlets are are reporting on this as well. Uh, But when you look at what we know so far about uh, this company, this very large development company uh, going, uh, getting creditor protection, what do you know about this or what is your reaction? Uh, First and foremost, when you are purchasing a pre-sale, the most important due diligence that you can do is very thorough review of the disclosure statement. The disclosure statement is something that the developer gives you to review, which lays out the terms of the contract and what the developer has the rights to do and the time clauses that are within that. And when you are purchasing a pre-sale, you purchase a pre-sale that has generally speaking, not broken ground yet and will be done within a certain amount of years. That could be as little as, you know, four to six months, Jill, or it can be maybe five years in the future. So when you're personally planning on if you are going to make a pre-sale purchase, this is one of the considerations that you have to have is you have to understand very clearly what the terms and time clauses are because that gives the developer what deliverables have to be done within that period of time. And so in order now for the developer to change the disclosure statement, um, this will have to be you know, reviewed uh, by a judge to potentially break contracts. And in this province, British Columbians are very well protected. And the deposits that they've placed down on the pre-sale will range based on the specifications that are within the terms of that disclosure statement. And they may have placed down 5% of the purchase price as an example or 10% of the purchase price, and that amount is held in trust. So all British Columbians are protected by that Trust Act, and for whatever reason, they could, if they selected to, uh, work to get a release from that if both parties agree and get their deposits back, or if the developer hasn't met the clauses within there, they can get their deposit back, or if this project simply is not going to proceed for the cost in which those borrowers locked their cost in for when they made that pre-sale purchase, they may get to a point, depending on if partners can come to the table and how the restructuring looks, that could go several different ways. But if it does get pushed into you know, receivership, as an example, and they determine that they have to sell these these homes at a higher price, then those purchasers would get their deposit back and potentially the choice if they wanted to, to buy at whatever the cost is. And then that is reviewed by the receivership process. And, you know, we had this back. Uh, Riverbend is a Coquitlam project that went into receivership. This is not new to the province. We have seen this before. Um, and it is very sad to see this happening because we need these homes. And if these homes and projects get canceled, um, then that just leaves less places for people to rent or own in a time where we already have 1.5 million immigrants 
coming here within the next three years. And the number of that, too, that I was reading about this saying that the potential of these sites, they could have generated about 2,000 new homes, condominiums, rental, social housing units as well, all that have been proposed and planned in this development. Uh, there was also a line where the the company uh, made the point or uh, they, they said there was insufficient cash flow to complete some of the projects, but also put the blame on the city of Vancouver it, saying that the city of Vancouver has extremely expensive and mm-hmm. slow approval processes that are at least, mm-hmm. it says, partly at fault for the firm Absolutely. being in this precarious situation. Is that fair? Do you think that is a fair comment? Well, absolutely. If we're going to move a lot of housing through, we have to make it easier because look at what can happen in the economy. Our local government can't control what happens globally and inflation going through the roof. Interest rates have gone up over 4% in that time period. So, you know, development is many things, but easy is not one of it when you are going to be hit from all these angles and all these costs. Um, clearly, we've been talking about for decades how the process needs to be able to move faster for everybody to move ahead and to give Canadians more certainty when they are buying these projects. It's a very difficult process, Jill. It's not easy. No, not at all. Uh, when you talk about those, some some people and, and, and the people who will kind of get caught up in this, if they're getting their deposits back, and I know we've talked about this in the past, and uh, I remember uh, covering a, a story in Langley where that happened. The building was almost finished and yeah. didn't go ahead. People got their deposits, but those were deposits from three years before, and the market had taken off. So they were really stuck. So what is it like now with the way the market is now, do you think, with, with people getting those deposits back and the difficulty with getting something else or finding another way to get into to buy a home. It is, this is the risk of buying a presale, and this is never easy. And Jill, I'm not sure if you're aware, but before a developer can even get the approval process to move forward, they already have to have a percentage of presales sold. So it is so incredibly difficult when a developer is going through the process and trying to get things done and the economy completely changes. No one gets out of this unscathed. And I hope that the right partners will come to the table to be able to complete this project because if these people get their deposits back and they are entering the market, some areas have had some softenings, but they're going to have to re-strategize what they are going to do to be able to find real estate because we have insufficient supply. And so not only even if prices have come down, if we still don't have the supply, that doesn't help the issue of people getting to it. So let's hope, Jill, that the right partners come to the table and they can structure something where everybody can move ahead with confidence. Uh, Do you think there are concerns as well, or should there be concerns that this is one pretty major developer with a lot of projects that is now filing for creditor protection? Is there, could there be concerns that there are others that could be in a similar situation? Absolutely. This is without question. When you look at the depth of this and there's nobody that, I don't know anybody that is immune to not being scathed with over a 4% interest rate hike and has a lot of responsibility to deliver a lot of product. Regardless of how your financial statements looked a few years ago, they're very different now because not only has your interest cost gone up, but all your supplies cost has gone up, all your staff cost has gone up. 
And the solution is multifaceted. The solution is not just financing. The solution is not just the approval process. It's also how are we going to bring in the workers to complete this and where are these people going to magically appear from and how do we house them? So um, this is a multifaceted approach, and my hope is that the right partners can come to the table that can work together on all these sectors. And Angela, just one other point, something you mentioned too, with people that if it gets to the point where people get their deposits back, and like you said, they're going to have to re-strategize, will they be impacted though by what they may have been approved for when they put a deposit on this home or this uh, condominium, this apartment, whatever it might have been they were purchasing, and now having to renegotiate? Absolutely. And this is something, again, that we saw back in 2008. The people that were approved for that, the approvals generally came with a particular guarantee from a particular bank. And if that contract is canceled, absolutely, so is that approval. So they're also looking at, re- when we say re-strategizing, it's a complete re-strategizing of where are we today? We're not going to be where we thought we were going to be, which is a risk that we all take if we purchase a pre-sale. And so now we have to re-strategize and work on where can we buy, what can we buy, or where can we put that money that's going to benefit us while we build our plan to get us where we need to go as we have to readjust our route and on our plans. All right. Angela, thank you so much for being here, for joining us to talk more about this today. Always here for you, Jill. Thank you.